Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Match preview, West Ham versus Manchester United in the Premier League. The return to Premier League after the Carabao Cup quarterfinal defeat to Liverpool on Wednesday night, which, let's be honest, has left a really bad taste in the mouth um, for, for us West Ham fans, hasn't it? Um, really has. It's uh, not been a good week. And uh, I, like many, are still reeling and very angry about it. Um, but look, I'm not here to sit here and criticise Moyes and etc. on this one. I just want to um, focus on this game at the moment. Um, but I'll tell you what I do need to do uh, before we do talk about Manchester United, etc. Um, if, you if you're not a subscriber, just click the subscribe button to do, and it's literally you know free to do so. It helps the channel out. And of course, click the like button on this video uh, too. Um, so uh, it's a big game against uh, Manchester United and it's one that's even bigger now. Um, than it already was because of what what you know what happened on Wednesday night. Basically, it's just due to the fact that David Moyes fielded, as we know, a weakened side. He, he threw through the game, through the game away on Wednesday. There was no intention to to get through that um, in terms of the selection, in terms of whatever whatever it was. You know, I've, as I said, I've kind of, we've kind of gone over this in the previous video. But what he's done in turn is he's then put enormous amounts of pressure on himself and West Ham, etc. On, on this game, you know, because David Moyes, I don't know if you've seen the um, post-match um, press from David Moyes, but it was quite arrogant. It was quite um, Allardyce-esque, actually, in the way that he was kind of carrying himself and kind of, well, I was rotating. You know, this, is what, this is what people want, want from me. And all this, he, he got really, I don't know, a bit, a bit defensive about it all. And I, I didn't like it, to be honest. And I just feel like, He's the master of his own downfall here. He really has. He's he's created this scenario. He's put himself in this position now where he must win this game. Okay, and be that as it may, for me, and I'm sure other fans will share this, because of the magnitude of that game on Wednesday, what it could have given us, i.e., a semi-final place in the League Cup with the teams that were left as well, uh, we'd have had a very good chance. 
it, I, I can't, like I did say in the previous video, you, I can't just draw a line under it. I can't just go, okay, fine, let's go and beat Man United, everything's rosy. I can't do that. And um, But that, that is the position we are in. But in a really strange way, at least if we beat Manchester United, it kind of justifies Moyes' position as he sees it, if that makes sense. So, you know, I don't justify it. I can't stand by it and agree with it. But if if, more, if, if the game plan was always, we're going to throw the Liverpool game and win, beat Manchester United, then you bloody well beat Man United then. Do you know what I mean? You put yourself in this position. Um, but look, let's talk about Manchester United. Let's talk about Manchester United first. A club that are just forever in this transition period um, since the, the, the departure of Alex Ferguson. That was 10 years ago this year. Um, so we're talking over 10 years ago now since Ferguson um, retired and, and left Manchester United. Now, I, obviously, I'm not a Manchester United fan. I'm not that close to the club. I don't, I, you know, only I'm, I'm an outsider looking in. OK, so there's many United fans watching this. I, I, I apologise if I get this wrong, but this is how I see it. I see it as that Ferguson and David Gill, who I think departed at the same time as Ferguson, effectively them to run the club top to bottom. They seem to have, I, I believe, had their, their control of pretty much everything to do with Manchester United. So the departures of both Ferguson and Gill was just, it, it was just sent shockwaves through the club. And it's almost like they just look like they are struggling to, in every department, to get the right people to do the job. They seem to have just, whatever was working before this kind of um, uh, these cogs that were all turning and, and working for Manchester United for all those years, obviously, you know, through the nineties and, and early 2000s, just so, so, so dominant. Um, and to then be where they are now, you can just see that they've just, they've not recovered from the departures of those two. Ferguson obviously being the main, the main guy. I mean, you look at the list uh, of managers they've had uh, there, David Moyes, of course, um, you know, that fellow, didn't you? David Moyes. Yeah. He's uh, he was there for a bit. Um, you had uh, Van Gaal after him, you had Jose Mourinho, you had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you had Ranjit coming. I know he was only there, he's interim, wasn't he? But again, he was there for a fair for, for amount of time. Uh, and then you've obviously got Ten Hag. So we're talking that six managers there, you know, six managers in that period of time in 10 years. That is a lot. A, that is a big turnaround uh, for a club that's that we're used to having, you know, they had one manager at the helm for, what, 20 years. So, yeah, really... Um, they, they are just a club that has really not handled his exit well, um, and and they're still struggling. Ten Hag, for as I'm concerned, is just not doing as as, as expected. I think they were hoping that he would be the man to go in and, and to to get them. I, I would sort of deal with the pay, player power. There seems to be a real issue in that dressing room. There's always there's been a big issue at Manchester United for quite some time. I think in that dressing room it, it doesn't come across like a happy environment. It hasn't it hasn't done for quite some time. They seem to have players there that genuinely are there to, that aren't team players. Um, one of them being their captain, to be honest, I would say as well. In that, um, I just I never see a happy Manchester United. I haven't seen it for a long time, and. My feeling was that when Ten Hag came in, he was a bit more hard-nosed, a bit more tough. I felt, I felt that he was going to go in, especially we had to deal with the, the Ronaldo situation and I think the Paul Pogba and all. He had lots of things he had to deal with uh, um, at Manchester United. But I feel that... Um, I just feel like that he's gone into this football club, Ten Hag, to sort of get the grips with things and to shore things up. But it hasn't worked for, for whatever reason. I, I, I mean, I personally haven't really been taken with him. I've not... I've not really been impressed by Manchester United. Manchester United, as I, I, I list through those managers, nothing's really changed. Do you know what I mean? You look at the, you look at Man United, and you think, right, well, under David Moyes, he got slated and he got booted out. 
But if I remember rightly, I think they might have been sixth at the time when he when he was sacked or seventh or something in the league. I mean, look where they are now. I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. It's like 10 years later. I mean, it's really changed. Um, and, and Van Gaal, I mean, Mourinho did okay there. But again, that sort of that went a bit south. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, there was that period, wasn't there, where they felt that, oh, that he'd be the man. But he was, he was so underqualified, really, for that job. Um, and Ten Hag, I just, I just don't see it. I just, I think he looks like a dead man walking. I think now as well, you look at the ownership situation at Manchester United, all this change, um, well, it's con- so-called change, but it just seems to be dragging on and on and on, this whole uh, process of Glazers selling this uh, stake in the club. I mean, they were looking you know, to sell the club. I thought that was the whole process. That was the point of this whole um, bidding. You know, they kept doing phases, didn't they? Bidding and next round of bidding and all this. Um, it's been going on for over a year now. And... It appears, though, that they're almost close to getting it sorted. Um, you've got Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who's now going to buy 25% of the club. I think that's going to be supposed to be wrapped up before Christmas. So we're talking, you know, literally a few days. Um, is it going to change anything? I mean, who knows? It's so difficult to say. I'm sure Manchester United fans will be relieved that there's some some sort of movement and change in it. Um, how successful it'll be, I just don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard to say. Um, but they are a club that needs so much work. You look at Manchester United, it's, it's a club that's been left and not managed well at all. Their recruitment has been shockingly poor, I think, as well. They've really made some t- atrocious decisions in the market. Um, and it really is. I'll tell you what, I've got a theory as well, as well, that I think causes Manchester United problems. And I might be wrong here. Again, If, if correct me if I'm wrong, Manchester, if, if Man United fan, let me know what your thoughts are, OK? But my feelings are that Manchester United struggle to attract the, the level of player they want to attract at the moment. That's only, and purely that's just because that they're not being successful. They haven't won, you know, they're not challenging for league titles. They're not, you know, Champions League. They're now out of that. I, I can't see them uh, qualifying for the Champions League again this season. I really can't. I think it's going to have to be some hell of a turnaround in performances uh, for them to even consider themselves a, a, a you know a chance at the top four, personally. Um, but I think what they're then doing is, because they are... Um, struggling to attract these players, it's almost like they have to offer the ridiculous contracts to these players to get a chance of getting them. Because it always feels like Manchester United have got, just got these players in and they just stuck with them for, literally for the rest of their career near enough because they can't get rid of them. They've got them on these ridiculously high wages, these big, long contracts, and they just leave themselves so stuck. And they look like a team that's got like these few players that they just cannot get rid of. I mean, look, He's been a great performer this season for Manchester United, and I'm gutted we didn't get him, which was um, Harry Maguire in the summer. And he's a prime example of that, what I'm saying. You know, West Ham were trying to buy him. We couldn't get him because basically of his salary. West Ham, could, we, we couldn't afford those wages. Manchester United then wouldn't pay him off. It's like, it's like they, they've, they've, they've caused their own downfall here, I think. And it, so even if you get a new manager coming in or even new owners, it's like you've still got to pick up this bag of mess, you know, and, you know, look at Jaden Sancho, like prime, another one, you know, massive, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure players, um, clubs will come in for him. He's, he's a highly rated player, you know, did very well at um, Dortmund. But again, I mean, I don't know the figures, I haven't got them to hand, but I'm just saying, you know, when I've ever known about a Manchester United player that's even leaving, etc., he's always like these big, big long-term contracts and big, big wages. And I'm assuming that, you know, you've got to look at, um, as I say, Sancho. Now, if you were saying you want to sell Sancho, Another club's got to want to buy him out of that contract. And if you're paying him something like 200 grand a week, some clubs might go, oh, yeah, it's worth it. I mean, we're not doing it. I just feel like they just, they are really, they need to be managed properly. Um, maybe they're just living in the, the, the years prior, previous, you know, where they're thinking we're, we, we're up there, we're challenging for titles and we can still do this kind of thing. I think they just need sometimes to step it down and try and build properly. Um, but there they are, they are um, 
a, team, a club that desperately needs change and needs to move forward. And um, yeah, they, they, they've certainly been taken knock haven't they, the last ten years. And it's uh, they at the moment. I don't really see certainly not this season. I don't see any um, uh, change in that. I think they're gonna. There's a lot of work to be done, and I don't think Ten Hag's the man. I think he'll be gone. Um, I'll be surprised if he's their manager next season. I, I imagine he'll go at the end of the season, or, or possibly even this one. I mean, obviously they they finished bottom of the group in the Champions League. They're they're out of Europe completely. I think that's pretty embarrassing for them considering the group they're in it wasn't you know all right they had a couple of uh, tough games in there um uh, by Munich being one but I think you know overall they should have done better than they did um uh European chances this year I mean as I said top four I just I, I don't see it I, I really do not see Manchester United being anywhere near that um I, I'll let's be honest that they're a, they're a mixing it of West Ham this season that that's that's their level at the moment and I don't want to sound arrogant here. And I'm probably going to sound arrogant because that's, and I've got me Claret and Blue Glass on overnight, but I've, there's not many players I've won in their team over ours. It really isn't. You know, I don't look at Man United and think, wow, I'd much rather swap. There's a couple of players I do like, but Tom and Avon and Maguire, you know, we, we were going for in the, in, the, uh, in the summer, which is a bit bizarre. But uh, yeah, I, that's how I see Man United. I really don't. I, th- I think they'll get Europe. I think they will get, they'll be in the top seven, top eight. They'll, they'll be around that, I'm sure. But I mean, to be honest with you, it's actually quite surprising where they are. Do you know what I mean? I'm watching Man United play and I just, I watch them and I just think, how are you in this position in the league? Really strange. They do, they have grand, uh, you know, ground out some results or grinded out, grinded out some results, but they have, um, yeah, I've been really unimpressed. Nothing about them impresses me at all. I've never, I never, I really, I rarely ever watch Man United and think, God, oh, blimey, they, they were excellent. They were really on fire. Do you know what I mean? I rarely see it. And um, yeah, it's a, a hell of a lot to be done. And, you know, you look at Jim Ratcliffe, and I'm sort of going off topic again, but he's coming back here. Yeah, you sort of look at him and think, bloody hell, he is, not only has he got to sort out, it's not just sorting out the pitch, you know, sorting out the playing staff. There is so much to do. Um, but yeah, you know, as I say, the weirdest thing in, right, when I do these uh, previews, obviously I go through, look at the clubs and have a little think about them. Look, I look back at their games. Obviously, I keep an eye on what's football anyway. Um, so I've always kind of know enough, I think, to give a, a decent enough opinion of them. Um, but with Manchester United, I thought before I, before I did this, right, I thought I'm going to list out a few of the players I really admire. And when I say admire, they're usually players I'd like at West Ham or I'd, I'd probably consider, I think, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. You know, you know I'd rate them. Um, and then when I speak about United, I was, I was struggling. I was really struggling. I was thinking, God, who am I going to talk about? Who am I going to say that I really admire who's doing really well? And I haven't had to look at the list of their players to sort of remind myself. And even doing that, I was struggling. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, we're talking about Manchester United here. You know, when you talk about Man City you, and, and, and you, even Chelsea's and things like, there's usually a good few players. You know, yeah, I rate him; he's decent. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, no, really, uh, there's not many at Man United. I'll tell you, there really isn't. Uh, Garnacho was one that I, I think I actually quite like. Actually, I know he's been a bit hit and miss, but I, I think he's got a bit, a bit about him. And I mean, that goal he scored. Um, I think it was at Everton, Everton away. I think that that um, overhead kick, and it was remarkable, like really remarkable. Probably got to be up there, with one of the best goals in Premier League history. It was amazing volley. Um, Marcus Rashford, I know he's he's having a bad season, but he's always a player that I've always kind of admired. One of those players that you think if he just went somewhere else, at not at a club as big as Man United, just took a slight step down, I think he would be amazing. Do you know what I mean? I think he'd be one of them players he'd be banging in 20-25 goals a season every single, comfortably. I think it's just something about Man United and him. I just think he needs that break. That's my gut feeling with him. I might be completely wrong. But, yeah, he's not been overly great this season. And, you know, it's hard a lot to say. Casemiro, I mean, I don't know what's happened to him. You know, clearly a great player in his own right. Had a good career. But, again, another player. Exactly my point again. 
a player that's on ridiculous wages. Are you going to get rid of him now? Do you know what I mean? Unless you run down his contract and go for nothing. If you spent a fortune on him and spent, you know, oh, I don't know. It's just so strange. And another thing, before I wrap this up, I've got to mention him, is their captain. Epitomises all the problems for me, Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes. I mean, I, I, I cannot stand the guy. I, I cannot abide looking at him. The whingy, whiny face. The whine, I mean, just doesn't stop complaining, that guy. A bit like me on this channel. doesn't stop moaning. Um, but he don't, does he? He just doesn't stop moaning, the guy, all the time. And I just like captain. I mean, like what Ten Hag? I mean, I'm sorry. Like for me, that that is enough of a decision to go. He ain't the right manager, and he ain't the right captain. I mean, yeah, sorry, he's not a captain for me ever. I've never seen anything about it that comes across the leadership material at all, um, personally. And uh, good player though, to be fair. He's, you know, he's, he's shown at times he's a very good player, but he's just yeah, as as a person. And I, just, I, I say, imagine him giving the team talk lunch, um, at half-time. Do you know what I mean? He, he just, I can't imagine it being inspiring, just him moaning and whinging. He just doesn't come across well at all. Not a fan, as you can probably tell from uh, this, uh, that little uh, snippet there. Um, but look, that's, that's, well, that's my thoughts on Manchester United. Um, West Ham, on the other hand, is well, not much better at the moment. Obviously, I'm still very deflated after uh, Wednesday night. I just... Uh, can't believe it, really. I'm, I'm really, really unhappy with the, the way we've gone about our business this week. It's really disappointing me. David Moyes has let himself down um, and big time, really. He's put a big black mark against his name once again. And there is no uh, sugarcoating it. There's no way you can sort of draw, draw a line and go, yeah, OK, it's big man United. No problem. I can accept that. Can't with that. I, I, as I said, I could. I, I've even called, I've even accepted the Fulham result. I've accepted that one. I put it down to the fact that okay, Moyes, I get yeah, there was a virus. Yeah, do you know what? It might have been just a bit out of your hand. A bad day. That's a drawline because we responded well since. I can't do it with a cup game. Not an opportunity like that. That is really. There's no way I'm going to accept it. And I, I really think he is for for an experienced man. For a man that's what sixty, however old he is now, Moyes. Um, he is naive, like really naive, shows a real lack of under simple things, understanding simple things. I mean, how he thought that was a good decision, I have no idea. Like like most, I would have happily, I'd rather West Ham won on Wednesday than this. Do you know what I mean? That's as simple as that. And I can't believe Moyes doesn't agree with that. Mad. Anyway, uh, he's put pressure on himself uh, big time on this game. There's no choice about it. But he is the master of his own downfall. So I'm not feeling sorry for the fella. You know, I'm, at the end of the day, it is what it is. He's, he, he, he has said, pretty much, publicly anyway, and we know for the selection, I mean, you've got to say it, we know, that he's thrown the Liverpool game to win this game. Then you fucking win this game, um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it is a big game, though. I, I do want to stress, though, that there's parking the Moyes frustration aside at the moment. This is a really big Premier League game. If West Ham beat Manchester United, we could be going into Christmas Day at sixth in the league. Could be if Newcastle lose to Luton, which could happen. It could happen. Newcastle are in a bit of a bad passion. I'm not saying they will, but they could. Um, or well, all it will do though, it will guarantee we will at least be seventh, at least be seventh on Christmas Day. That's pretty amazing. So I, I, I mean, that will make me happy in regards to Premier League. I'm still not going to, you know, forgive Moyes for the for the Wednesday night, but that would make me. I'll be pleased with that in terms of a league position. Absolutely. Um, quick one on West Ham though, in terms of injuries. Mikel Antonio, as I said, we gave an update on this uh, in the week um, in one of our sort of news updates that, more, uh, that basically Antonio should be in the squad for the Manchester United game. I don't know any more other than that, what I was told at the time. I don't know enough. Um, so either, either he's going to be involved, he's going to be in the squad, or he's, he's very close. And Moyes has already said in his um, 
press conference. Oh, yeah, he's out he's training, he's out playing. He's out. So uh, that's what we understand it. Will he be involved? I don't know. I don't know 100% at the moment. Uh, it's a little bit too early to find out, but um, I'm going to take it that he possibly could be on the bench in this game, Antonio. It, it'd be nice to have him back, actually, have a different option uh, from the bench. I, I do think it'd be good. Um, I, I'm not going to knock that. Um, and one thing I want to quickly talk about, though, is the goalkeeper situation. I really want to know what your thoughts on it are. Because seeing Ariola in goal on Wednesday, to me, I'm going to do a video on this, is about, uh, I, I think that he's now the number two. He's been demoted. That's how I'm reading it. What, what do you think? Am I wrong? Because I think Fabianski will start this game. And I, and I hope he does, because I'm going to do my team now. Look how, look how, how I slided that in. Lovely. Look at that transition. Beautiful. Work of art. I'm a pro, mate. You know what I mean? Not what I'm doing. Um, right, let's go for it. This is this is my team, right? Uh, as I said, as, as always... Put your team in. Put your prediction in. If you're right, then you, you, we get you send you um, you get them to a draw, and then if you're in the draw, if you win the draw, then we send you something from the shop. So it's completely free to do so. You might as well do it. So put your team in. What you want to what you want to see, uh, and the score prediction. Now, this is my team for this game. I'm going Lucas Fabianski in goal. I think I, I'm really pleased with him. Actually, I think he's been excellent, Fabianski. Really, really impressed with him. Uh, actually, I think he's handled the season very well. Um, shame on Ariola, but. Ultimately, you know, he just conceded five and probably doing good to not play this game. I, I certainly wouldn't fancy it if I was a goalkeeper. I just shipped in five goals, to be honest. I'm not saying it was it's his fault. It wasn't. But I think we, we need... And bearing in mind, Fabianski's come off the back of two clean sheets. So, let's they, stick with this. I'm going Fabianski in goal. Soufal right back. Um, I'm going to go Kurt Zuma. Well-rested Kurt Zuma. Uh, alongside Naya for good. Uh, and Emerson, hopefully, will be uh, available. Well, he will be. Yeah, he was on the bench, wasn't he? So, Emerson on the left. Uh, left back, so yeah, the back, standard back four really. Soufal, Zuma, Agurd, and Emerson. I'm going uh, Alvarez in the middle. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna partner him with James Ward Prowse. Uh, I'm gonna have Lucas Paqueta playing for the middle. Uh, I've dropped in Suchek in this game. Uh, I just think he looked exhausted on Wednesday. A really poor performance from him. Um, but he just he looked dead. He looked absolutely dead to me. I, I don't think it hurt harm him to miss this game. I, I think we need to. I think we need to rest him. And plus. I think that Manchester United are going to come at West Ham in this game. I think they're going to play it. They're, they're going to have to. They're going to have to try and win the game, which will absolutely suit us. That, 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 that's what we want. We do not want Manchester United sitting back. They're not going to play like they did um, against Liverpool. They're not going to just defend the game because they're not playing against Liverpool and there's not an expectation. They're away at West Ham. Their fans don't expect them to attack. And, that, and bearing in mind where we are in the league, we're, we're sort of neck and neck. They're going to have to try and win this match, and I just think it will suit us. So I think having Paquette playing for the middle as well will, will, will be. Um, very useful indeed, playing that um, just a role behind the, the front three. My front three are um, uh, Mohamed Kudus on the right, Jared Bowen in the middle, and I'm putting Max Cornet on the left. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, look, we've got to start seeing these players. Ben Rama played the other night. It's awful. Um, I just want to start seeing different... Uh, I want to start seeing different options, and we've got to start seeing Cornet. We've got him there, but why are we not seeing him? So that's my team. Go again. It's Fabianski in goal, Soufal, Zuma, Agurd, and Emerson as the back four. Got Alvarez and James Wall Prowse as the midfield. Paqueta playing uh, through the middle. You've then got Kudus on the right, Bowen up front, and Cornet out on the left. I think we're going to win this game. As angry as I am, as, as deflated as I am after Wednesday, I think we're going to win this game. David Moyes hasn't got a choice. You know, you, you cannot, cannot do what he did on Wednesday and not win this game. He's done it before, by the way. If you remember, he did this a couple of years ago. He did it at Arsenal. We went to Arsenal League Cup, quarterfinal, same thing, through the flipping game, and then we lost the next game. So he can't do this again. Um, I'm, am I confident? 
I wouldn't say I'm really confident. I'm optimistic that we'll, we'll get rid of it. Only because I just think that a lot of the players were rested. I just think that it's at home. It's early kickoff. I just think these games sometimes suit us. I, I, I've got a feeling we're going to beat them. I'm going to go West Ham 2, Manchester United 0. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on it. Look, it's a big game. I, I do not want to use the word, let's draw a line under Wednesday. I usually say that when we lose. I'll draw a line under that for moving on. I can't. I'm not going to draw a line under Wednesday. I'm fucking pissed off about Wednesday. But I tell you what, I'm still a West Ham fan. I want us to win this, and I've got a feeling we will. Come on, you irons. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.